of the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got Marissa Peer back on the show. And today, Marissa is talking about words. You know, words are so powerful. I was watching LeBron James's um, barbershop show on HBO a couple weeks ago. And there was a woman on the show. She's a professional basketball player. And she says something to the effect of the person we talk with the most is ourselves. And I was like, oh, that is so true. And we have to ask ourselves, when we are talking with ourselves, are we doing it in a way that empowers us or are we doing it in a destructive way? Are we encouraging ourselves or are we criticizing ourselves? Because it's the words that we use that create the circumstances and the conditions of our lives. So we must change our words. Here's Marissa. So you got to tell your brain what you want. So what happens when you say, oh, God, I'm working so hard. I really want to have a day off. I'd love a week off lying in bed. Your brain's like, so this is you. I've got to work all weekend. I want a week. I just want some time to myself. Your brain's like, you want time to yourself? Leave that with me. There you go. I've given you the flu. How cool is that? Now no one's coming near you. Because this is not communicating with your brain. So if you have your own business, you just do a little differently. Okay, I'm working all weekend. It's kind of hard, but hey, I want my own business. I want success. I'm choosing to do this. These two words, I'm choosing to do this and I'm choosing to feel great about it will change your life. So you go, I'm choosing to do this. I'm choosing to work nights. I want this. I want to write my book through the night. I feel good. And your brain's like, really? Oh, really? And let me use even more important words. I'm elated writing my book all night. I'm delighted to spend weekends working. Your brain's like, yeah, I'm getting that with the words. Nothing for me to do except I can set you on fire. You're going to write through the night now because you love this stuff. Your brain doesn't care. So you've got to be very careful how you communicate with your brain. So who here isn't having great communication, having their mind understand they want to be really healthy and fit and have a great diet and not eat cake or pizza? Okay, so this is bad communication with the brain. Give you a quick demo. So you're in a restaurant and you go, oh my God, they have pizza. I love pizza, but I want to diet. And your brain goes, pizza? Hey, you've got to eat the pizza. You love pizza. No, I'm on a diet. Yeah, but last time you went, oh, my God, this is better than sex. Your brain's like, eat the pizza. No, I'm, I'm having salad. Your brain's like, salad? When did that ever give you intense pleasure? Eat the pizza. Now you go, now I feel really bad. I've eaten the pizza. I feel guilty. Your brain's like, have more pizza. That's why we call it comfort food. And now you go, now I feel fat. I feel guilty. I feel bad. And your brain's like, have a beer. Have some ice cream. Because what you've done is your brain does what it thinks you want. And when you go, I want pizza, but I need to be thinner. I want ice cream, but on a diet, you just crank up the desire. This is how you get it right. Really easy. Same situation. Oh, they have pizza. Yeah, it does look nice. But you know what looks really nice? Pizza looks nice, but what looks really nice is when I get on the scales every day and I'm my perfect weight, when my clothes look great. And your brain's like... No, you love pizza. Yeah, I thought I loved pizza, but actually I love being fit and healthy. Really? Really? And just so you know, I'm going to use words like it thrills me to eat salad. It delights me to take control of my health. It makes me feel good. When I'm 95, I can eat pizza right now. I want to look really hot in my underwear. Maybe out of my underwear too. 
And when I'm 95, that door is shut. So right now, I'm going to choose to be thin. I'm going to choose to feel great. And your brain goes, oh, yeah, I get that. I get that. And you know what? I didn't learn any of this from a book. I learned it from my clients. I've got sent to work with this actress who's stunning, and she's not eating. And they've had to shut down the set because of what she did. So what she's done, she eats cotton wool soaked in zero-calorie squash every day, and sometimes blotting paper. That's her varied diet. Cotton wool, blotting paper, zero-calorie squash to fill up her stomach. And she can do it if she locks herself in the trailer while they're filming. And, but the director, apparently he's so incredibly unreasonable according to her, so he's making her rehearse, and all the food trucks have come in, and now she's smelling the food she wants to eat. So she's run into the bathroom, and she started cramming toilet paper into her mouth, a lot of toilet paper, and she starts to choke, and security kicked down the door, got rid of glamorous job, pull out all this toilet paper out of her mouth, and have said, you know, now our insurance is invalidated, you, got it. you can't do that anymore. So they brought me in, and she said, listen, I am not giving that up. I would rather die than be fat. I would do anything to be thin. Do you know how hard it is to eat half a toilet roll dry? Unless you tell your mind, I want to do this. So the thing with the brain is you've got to tell it what you want. I want this. I've chosen. I've chosen to feel great about it. Your mind does what it thinks you want. And this is not positive thinking. This is clear precise, specific programming with your mind. When you tell it, I want this, I've chosen it, I love it, I feel great about it. Why do you think junkies can squirt heroin straight into their eyeball or inject themselves into the nipple or into their perineum? Because they say, this is fantastic. You and I wouldn't say that. Your mind doesn't care. So tell it great stuff. So the third thing about the mind, I'm going to race through this a bit. See, these are all the words we use. This is hell. This is driving me insane. Your mind responds to two things, the pictures you make in your head and the words you say to yourself. There is nothing else. And now that you know that, you can change the pictures. You can change the words. There's no hell in your supermarket. It isn't a torture to be in traffic. So when you get on a plane, what do you think? See, I'm waiting to get on a plane. I'm at the front of the queue, and this woman in front of me is crying. She's shaking. She's having a really... And her husband's begging and pleading, please, baby, get on the plane. And the ground crew are like, OK, we've already called staff. We're now taking her bags off the plane. She cannot get on the plane like that. So I'm like, oh, my God. Now they're going to take her luggage off. We're all going to miss our slot. I've got to see this client. I've got one half day to see him, and the flight's going to take her off three hours late. So I've said, listen, let me help you. I would have helped her anyway. I said, what's going on? And she said, um, well, I'm terrified of flying. I'm like, she said, look, look at that plane. That's a flying coffin. I'm like, well, that, that would make anyone terrified of flying. So I said to her, what did you do last night? I knew. She said, um... Oh, well, I did all my laundry. Why is that? Well, if I die, I don't want anyone going through my laundry basket. I'm like, do you do that when you go to the store? No, of course I don't. I'm like, no, because you don't even have a fear of lying. Do you know what you have? You have a fear of not being in control. But guess what? When you change the pictures in your head, it changes everything. So I can get you on that plane in a few minutes. And I was telling her that I took my daughter on a ride to Disneyland. I thought we were going to go round and round. We got on this thing. It went up. And then he went down. I thought my brain was going to be scrambled in my head. I can't tell you how much I hated it. And my daughter started screaming. 
She couldn't, so I started shouting out, oh, I love this. This is fantastic. This is amazing. My daughter's looking at me like, really? And when we went down again, it's like, she goes, Mum, did you like that? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> but I knew that if I started going, oh, my God, I hate it. I'm going to intensify the pain. And if I say I love it, my brain's confused. She goes, well, I was confused. Halfway through, I kind of started to like it. <laughs> so I'm like, so I was telling this one, I said, when we get on the plane, we're going to confuse your brain. We're going to hold hands. And we're going to go, I love it. This is like being at a fun fair. So she's like, OK. And then she said to me, do you want me to lie to my brain? I'm like, hell yes. <laughs> I want you to lie and cheat and steal. She's like, what? Yeah, lie to your brain, cheat fear, and steal back that phenomenal confidence you were born with as a kid. You didn't even know what fear of flying was. So lie, cheat, and steal. And then she said to me, so we got on the plane. She's lying, cheating, stealing. As Great, great therapist title, don't you think it's the title of my new book? Because I'm very unconventional. I love that. All these therapists going, oh, my God, how could you call a book Lie, Cheat, and Steal? That's so disingenuous. Anyway, we've got on the plane. I hold her hand. We pretend we're at the fun fair. We take off. And then she looks at me and went, oh, my God, why did no one tell me how easy this is? Can it be that easy? Yes, it can. And then she said to me, well... Why doesn't everyone know about this? I'm like, yeah, I'm working on that. I need a lot of help. So you guys can really help me with this thing. So let me just summarize everything we've done today, because it is not hard work, I promise you. First of all, you're going to make anything that is negative unfamiliar. You're going to make anything that is positive, really, really familiar. You're going to change the pictures in your head. You're going to change the words. And you're going to tell your brain what you want. Never forget that magnet, because it's going to tell you what you want. See, you can even, um, when you get your, you can even hold lions once you get your brain in a different state, because you, you just become fearless. Anyway, that's slightly irrelevant. That wasn't even supposed to be there, but never mind. <laughs> so tell your brain what you want. Make the familiar unfamiliar, the familiar unfamiliar if it's negative. Change the pictures and words in your head. And finally, use these words all the time. I have chosen to do this. I've chosen to feel great about it. And I'm enough. And if you just did the last two, if you only did the last two, that is so phenomenal. So I'm not going to tell you that this will change your life. Hell no. I'm going to promise you, I'm going to guarantee you that if you tell yourself you're enough, use those words, I've chosen this. Tell your brain what you want using really specific, detailed, up-to-the-minute, relevant words. You can have whatever you want. All right, pals, that was Marissa Peer. Her website is marissapeer.com. She's got a brand new book out. It's called I Am Enough Mark your mirror and change your life. You can get that at Amazon.com as well as QODbooks.com. And if you want to watch that entire talk, it is on YouTube. Look up The Biggest Disease Affecting Humanity, I'm Not Enough by Marissa Peer. That is it for me. You have a happy Halloween. I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's my birthday, and we got my favorite speaker on the show, Dr. Wayne Dyer. I'll see you then. Peace. Peace.